when I published Ulysses by James Joyce in my little bookshop called Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Look, look, the dust is growing. My branches lost Lord James. Stately, plump, buck bargain. All perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said yes, I will, yes. Friends of Shakespeare and Company read Ulysses by James Joyce. Read today by Colm Tobin. For they were right witty scholars, and he heard their are sounds, each gen other, as touching birth and righteousness, young madden maintaining that put such case, it were hard the wife to die, for so it had fallen out a matter of some year agone with the woman of Iblana in Horn's house, that now was trespassed out of this world and the self-night next before her death all leeches and apothecaries had taken counsel of her case and they said farther she should live because in the beginning they said the woman should bring forth in pain and wherefore they that were of this imagination affirmed how young Madden had said truth for he had conscience to let her die and not a few and of those with young Lynch were in doubt that the world was now right evil governed as it never before, howbeit the mean people believed it otherwise, but the law nor his judges did provide no remedy, and redress God grant. This was scant said, but all cried with one acclaim, Nay, by our virgin mother, the wife should live and the babe to die. In colour whereof they waxed hot upon that head, what with argument and what for their drinking, with the Franklin Lenehan was prompt each when to pour them ale, so that at the least way mirth might not lack. Then young Madden showed all the whole affair and said how she was dead and how for holy religion's sake by Reed of Palmer and Bedsman and for a vow he had made to St. Ulton of Ardbracken. Her good man husband would not let her death whereby they were all wondrous grieved. To whom young Stephen had these words following, murmur, sirs, is eke oft among lay folk both babe and parent now glorify their maker, the one in limbo gloom, the other in purgafire. Brooker mercy, what of those God's possible souls that we nightly impossibilize, which is a sin against the Holy Ghost, very God, Lord and giver of life? For sirs, he said, our lust is brief. We are means to those small creatures within us, and nature has other ends than we. Then said Dixon Jr. to Punch Costello, wist he what ends. But he had overmuch drunken, and the best word he could have of him was that he would ever dishonest a woman who so she were, or wife, or maid, or leman, if it so fortuned him to be delivered of his spleen of lusty head. Whereat Crothers of Alba Longa sang young Malachy's praise of that beast the unicorn, how once in the millennium he cometh by his horn, the other all this while pricked forward with their jibes, wherewith they did malice him, witnessing all and several by St. Photinus his engines, that he was able to do any manner of things that lay in man to do. Thereat laughed they all right jocundly, only young Stephen and Sir Leopold, which never durst laugh too open by reason of a strange humour, which he would not betray, and also for that he rued for her, that bare whoso she might be, or wheresoever.
Then spake young Stephen, organist of Mother Church, that would cast him out of her bosom, of law of canons, of Lilith, patron of abortions, of bigness wrought by wind of seeds, of brightness or by potency of vampires, mouth to mouth, or as Virgilius saith, by the influence of the Occident, or by the reek of moonflowers, or and she lie with a woman, which her man had but lain with, effectu secuto, or peradventure in her bath, according to the opinions of Averroes and Moses Maimonides. He said also how at the end of the second month a human soul was infused, and how in all our Holy Mother foldeth ever souls for God's greater glory, whereas that earthly mother, which was but a dam to bear beastly, should die by cannon, for so said he that holdeth a fisherman's seal, even that blessed Peter, on which rock was holy church for all ages founded. All they bachelors then asked of Sir Leopold, would he in like case so jeopard her person as risk life to save life? Her weariness of mind, he would answer as fit at all, and laying hand to jaw, he said dissembling, as his wont was, that as it was informed him who had ever loved the art of physic as might a layman, and agreeing also with his experience of so seldom seen an accident, it was good for that mother church be like at one blow, at birth and death pence, and in such sort deliverly. He scraped their questions. That is truth, party, said Dixon, and or I are a pregnant word. Which hearing young Stephen was a marvellous glad man, and he averred that he who stealeth from the poor lendeth to the Lord, for he was of wild manner when he was drunken, and that he was now in that taking it appeared eftsoons. But Sir Leopold was passing grave maugre, his words by cause he still had pity of the terror causing shrieking of shrill women in their labour, and as he was minded of his good lady Marian that had borne him an only man child, which on his eleventh day on live had died, and no man of art could save so dark his destiny. She was wondrous stricken of heart for that evil hap, and for his burial did him on a fair corselet of lamb's wool, the flower of the flock, lest he might perish utterly and lie at Caled, for it was then about the midst of winter. And now Sir Leopold, that had of his body no man-child for an heir, looked upon him his friend's son, and was shut up in sorrow for his forepast happiness. And as sad as he was that him failed a son of such gentle courage, for all accounted him of real parts, so grieved he also, in no less measure for young Stephen, for that he lived riotously with those wastrels and murdered his goods with whores. About that present time, young Stephen filled all cups that stood empty. So as there remained but little mo, if the prudenter had not shadowed their approach from him, that still plied it very busily, praying for the intentions of the sovereign pontiff, he gave them a pledge, the vicar of Christ, which also, as he said, was vicar of Bray. Now drink we, quoth he, of this mazer and quaffy this mead, which is not indeed parcel of my body, but my soul's body meant. Leave ye fraction of bread to them that live by bread alone. Be not afeard neither for any want, for this will comfort more than the other will dismay. See ye here, and he showed them glistening coins of the tribute and goldsmith notes the worth of two pounds nineteen shillings that he had, he said, for a song which he writh. They all admired to see the foresaid riches in such dearth of money as was here before. His words were then those as followeth. 
No old men, he said, times ruins build eternity's mansions. What means this? Desire's wind blasts the thorn tree, but after it becomes from a bramble bush to be a rose upon the root of time. Mark me now. In woman's womb, word is made flesh, but in the spirit of the maker, all flesh that passes becomes the word that shall not pass away. This is the post-creation, omnis caro at te veniet. No question, but her name is puissant, who eventually the dear course of our agenbire, healer and herd, our mighty mother and mother most venerable, and Bernarda saith aptly that she had an omnipotentium de parat supplicem, that is to wit an almightiness of petition, because she is a second Eve and she won us, said Augustine too. Where's that other, our grandam, which we are all linked up with by successive anastomas of navel cords, sold us all, seed, breed and generation for a penny pippin. But here is the matter now. Or she knew him, that second, I say, and was but creature of her creature, virgine madre filie de tuo filio. Or she knew him not, and then stands she in the one denial or ignancy with Peter Piscator, who lives in the house that Jack built, and with Joseph the Joiner, patron of the happy demise of all unhappy marriages, parce que Monsieur Leo Taxil nous a dit que qui avait mis dans cette fichue position, c'était la sacrée pigeon, ventre de Dieu, en tender substantiality odour consubstantiality, but in no case substantiality, and all cried out upon it for a very scurvy word, a pregnancy without joy, he said, a birth without pangs, a body without blemish, a belly without bigness. Let the lewd with faith and fervour worship. We will, with will, will, we would stand with say. Hereupon Punch Costello dinged with his fist upon the board and would sing a bawdy catch, Staboo Stabella, about a wench that was put in part of a jolly swashbuckler in Albany, which he did straightaways now attack. The first three months she was not well, Staboo, when here nurse quickly from the door angrily bid them hist, ye should shame you, nor was it meet as she remembered them being her mind was to have all orderly against Lord Andrew, came forward because she was jealous that no ghastful turmoil might shorten the hour of her guard. It was an ancient and a sad matron of a sedate look and Christian walking in habit done, beseeming her megrims and wrinkled visage, nor did her hortative want of it effect, for incontinently Punch Costello was of them all embraided, and they reclaimed the churl with civil rudeness some, and shaked him with menace of blandishments, others, while they all chode with him, Moraine seized the dolt, what a devil he would be at, thou chuff, thou puny, thou got in pea straw, thou loosel, thou chitterling, thou spawn of a rebel, thou dyke dropped, thou abortion, thou, to shut up his drunken drool out of that accursed of God ape, the good Sir Leopold, that had for his cognizance the flower of quiet, marginate gently, advising also the time's occasion, as most sacred and most worthy to be most sacred, in Horn's house rest should ring. To be short, this passage was scarce by when Master Dixon of Marion Eccles, goodly grinning, asked young Stephen, what was the reason why he had not ceded to take friar's vows? And he answered him, obedience in the womb, chastity in the tomb, but involuntary poverty all his days. Master Lennon at this made return that he had heard of those nefarious deeds and how, as he heard hereof counted, he had besmirched the lily virtue of a confiding female, which was corruption of minors. And they all intershowed it too, 
waxing merry and toasting to his fathership. But he said very entirely it was clean contrary to their suppose, for he was the eternal son and ever virgin. Thereat mirth grew in them the more, and they rehearsed to him his curious rite of wedlock, whether it's robing and deflowering of spouses, as the priest used in Madagascar Island, she to be in guise of white and saffron, her groom in white and grain, with burning of nard and tapers, on a bride bed, while clerks on Kyrie's and the anthem with noviter sexus omnis corporis mysterium, till she was there unmaided. He gave them a much admirable hymen minim by those delicate poets, Master John Fletcher and Master Francis Beaumont, that had in their maid's tragedy that was writ for a like twining of lovers. To bed, to bed was the burden of it, to be played with accompanable concerts upon the virgins. An exquisite, dulcet pithalame of the most mollificate suadency for juveniles amatory when the odoriferous flambeaux of the paranymphs have escorted to the quadrupedal proscenium of connubial communion. Well met they were, said Master Dixon, joyed. But hark ye, young sir, better were they named Beaumont and Letcher, or by my troth of such a mingling much might come. Young Stephen said indeed to his best remembrance, they had but the one doxy between them, and she of the stews to make shift with, in delights amorous for life ran very high in those days, and the custom of the country approved with it. Greater love than this, he said, no man hath, that a man had laid down his wife for his friend. Go thou and do likewise. Thus, or words to that effect, said Zarathustra, some time we just professor of French letters to the University of Oxtel, nor breathed there ever a man to mankind was more beholden. Being a stranger within thy tower, it will go hard, but thou wilt have the second best bed, orate fratres pro memphisto. And all the people shall say amen. Remember, Aaron, thy generations and thy days of old, how thou settest little by me and by my word, and broughtest in a stranger to my gates to commit fornication in my sight, and to wax fat and kick like Jeshurun. Therefore thou hast sinned against my light, and hast made me thy lord to be the slave of servants. Return, return, clan Milly. Forget me not, O Milesian. Why hast thou done this abomination before me, that thou didn't spurn me for a merchant of jallops, and didst deny me to the Roman and to the Indian of dark speech, with whom thy daughters did lie luxuriously? Look forth now, my people, upon the land of behest, even for Horeb, and from Nebo, and from Pishgah, and from the horns of Hatton, unto a land flowing with milk and money. But thou hast suckled me with the bitter milk, my moon and my sun thou hast quenched for ever, and thou hast left me alone for ever in the dark ways of my bitterness, with a kiss of ashes hast thou kissed my mouth. This tenebrosity of the interior, he proceeded to say, hath not been illuminated by the wit of the Septuagint nor so much as mentioned for the Orient from on high, which breaks hell's gates, visited a darkness that was foreignness. As you of faction minerates atrocities, as Tully saith of his darling Stoics, and Hamlet his father showeth the prince no blister of combustion. The adiaphane in the noon of life is in Egypt's plague, which is in the nights of prenativity and post-maternity is the proper ubi and quomodo. And as the ends and ultimates of all things accord in some mean and measure with their inceptions and originals, 
that same multiplicit concordance which leads forth growth from birth, accomplishing by a retrogressive metamorphosis, that minishing and ablation towards the final which is agreeable unto nature, so it is with our subsolar being. The aged sisters draw us into life. We wail, batten, sport, clip, clasp, sunder, dwindle, die. Over us dead they bend, first saved from waters of old Nile, among bulrushes, a bed of faciated wattles, at last the cavity of a mountain, an occulted sepulchre amid the conclamation of the hill-cat and the ossifrage. And as no man knows the obesity of his tumulus, nor to what processes we shall thereby be ushered, nor whether to Tophet or to Edenville, in the like way is all hidden, when we would backward see from what region of remoteness the whatness of our whoness hath fetched his whenceness. There too Punch Costello roared out mainly, Etienne Chanson, but he loudly bid them, Lo, wisdom hath built herself a house, this vast, majestic, long, stabilised vault, the crystal palace of the creator, all in apple pie order, a penny for him who finds the pea. Behold the mansion reared by Dedal Jack, see the malt stored in many a refluent sack in the proud cirque of Jack John's bivouac.